Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Now, I am not reintroducing the idea of purgatory. But on the other hand, I do believe the baby was thrown out with the bathwater. With that came a belief. When you die, you're instantaneously and magically made perfect. The soul of someone who dies immediately goes into eternity. There is no place where you make up for your sins. There is no purgatory. In the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. What's that smell? I do believe it could be postmodernism. Hello, it's Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday. I'm at Georgia Tech, gathered around the fountain in the middle of the square. Well, it's more like a circle. Here at Georgia Tech, the place where the kids just sit and hang out and do their homework. And there's a group of about six young people, and most likely... There's a whole lot of postmodernism between the six of them, unless, of course, it happens to be a Christian Bible study. But I'm guessing it's probably not. Although one of the kids looks a little bit on the familiar side. Hey, did we talk last year? We did. I remember. Uh-huh. You talked to us at one point, and I think you talked to him at another point. We just met them this year. So the groups are meeting and getting yes. together. We're hanging out now. Now, do I recall, were you like Christians? Do I remember that? Southern Baptist, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> no. Just a Christian. Just a Christian. You got a problem with Southern Baptist? I love God. Uh-huh. That's where I draw the line. That's it. No Southern Baptist. Do you come from a denomination? Are we doing this dance again? Yes, we are. <laughs> Is it painful for you? No. I was raised Southern Baptist in a Southern Baptist family. See, I do remember the Southern yeah, Baptist yeah. thing. I'm yeah. not hallucinating. Yeah. Right. But, oh, I remember. And you were like, you were like, you love Stephen Curtis Jackson. That's exactly And I was right. like, stop it. And you were like, go, go. And I was right, like, I remember. Okay. Yeah. Now, what about your friend? Are you Christians? I'm atheist. You're an atheist. Yeah. Did you know that you're sitting next to an atheist? Should I hit her? Well, no. <laughs> no, that would not oh, be the right thing to do. You're part, buddy. That would, okay, I just read an atheist t-shirt. Tell me what you think of this, young lady. It said, I, and it had the heart, you know, the love symbol. Uh-huh. Roman lions. I love Roman lions. What do you think they were getting at here? Wait a second. I'm going to come over here and chat with you. Lions so or lions? lions, like, no, not like, no, telefib. Lions, like, that ate people in the Colosseum. I love Roman lions. I don't really, like, have an opinion. I'm just kind of anti-organized religion. How come? Um, because I think it's human nature, and psychologically it makes sense that uh, people invented religion so that they could find reason for anything that can't be unexplained, and, like, I honestly, like, since I was 12, I thought it was just because it was something, like, you know, people get lonely and they want answers, so they invented this religion to make them feel less alone. What are you studying? Uh, industrial design. All right, let me try a philosophical approach with you, okay? Mm-hmm. Just because somebody tries to scratch their itch with religion, that is not a barometer as to whether or not the religion is true or false. Oh, I'm not, like, saying anything is true or false. And, you know, people will believe what they want to believe, sure. right? Right. So I just, I just choose not to partake. Okay. But wouldn't it, would it also be a possibility that this universal longing that people apparently have, something about God inside of them where they just... Boy, there seems like there's something bigger here. There's something that goes on after we die. Would that maybe be an argument that there actually is a deity? Uh, so just because a lot of people believe it, it's true? Well, that there... Yeah, I guess I would. I guess I could live with it. That at least the, that there is a God... Because everybody seems to try to figure out who it is. Uh, 
I think it's just because people fear the responsibility of being in control of their own lives. So It's a crutch. Right. Okay. So, like, they, they want to find someone to blame it on. Like, you know, back in the economic crisis, they, everyone blamed the president, right? It's not because, you know, we spent money we didn't have. It's, it's the president's fault. So your contention is the reason that people in most cultures, in most places, believe in some sort of God is because they are afraid of running their own lives. Something like that. And have you read a study some sort of empirical evidence to support that? Not really, no. It's just something that I figured out from, like, looking at people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you think all religious people are feeble-minded? Is that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that um, I choose not to, like, believe in something like that. Like, I don't know. I guess uh, I was Methodist before, actually. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, stuff happened, and, you know, it, it, I just stuff happened and like I lost my faith and stuff so okay let's say these three guys are your friends okay okay let's well, say that let's 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 just say <laughs> that they're your friends all right and what's your first name Sarah Sarah and let's say Sarah that I spent some time with these guys and they turned out to be real jerks mm-hmm. okay oh I know they're real jerks hey 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 <laughs> would I then be able to say I have examined the lives of the friends of Sarah. Oh, of course. They're jerks, therefore Sarah does not exist. Sarah does not exist. Well, that was what you just said before. You saw bad things happening, therefore you've decided that God doesn't exist. But you can see me, like, I'm physically here. Right. But that aside, I was just trying to, I was trying to follow you, you logically. Can't, you can't ignore that fact. That what? That that I'm physically present. Okay, how's about this? I'll, I'll, I'll maybe modify it a little bit. How's about this? I watch these three guys and the way that they live. They're real jerks. Therefore, I don't like Sarah. Would that be a fair judgment that for me to make? That would be a very fair judgment for really? you to make. Yeah, I'm a jerk oh, too, wow. so it's okay. Well, I don't know that information, but I wouldn't judge you based on the behavior of some of your supposed friends. That's fine with me. And wouldn't it be fair then to make the leap? I wouldn't judge God based on the behavior oh, of some of his supposed judge. followers. Like I don't I don't judge. I'm just I don't know. It's just not for me, you know? Mm-hmm. To each his own, right? Oh, I agree with that. Alright. I'm gonna try to prove that God exists in thirty seconds. Okay. Alright, ready? See that fountain with that whatever that piece of art is in the Campanile? middle? What is it called? The Campanile? What's that? Uh, it's the name of the structure. Ah, why is it called that? I have not a clue. Do you the, person, know? the person who made it called it that. Okay, so you agree that somebody made that? Yeah. Have you Someone met that des- person? Uh, no, I haven't. But somebody designed it? Yeah. And built it? Right. And you never saw him? Right. But you believe that person exists? Right? Because it was a human being. No, because that's the proof that somebody made it. Right, so where's this proof that, like... You know, God okay. made the world? Yeah. You're sitting on it. It's no, the world. That's science. No, it's the universe. Ever heard of the Big Bang Theory? No, that's not the point, though. We've got all of this stuff organized in a very clever way. This is all very, very coincidental. Everything that you now, see Sarah, around me, you is me, coincidentally me, like a collision me, of let me, molecules. Let me, let me reason with you. Now, why, when I asked you about that statue, see, fellas, didn't you say there was no artist, there was no designer or architect, it was just a collision of molecules? 
Well, the artist was a collision of molecules, the result of a collision yeah, that, no, of molecules. That's that thing right there. Why isn't that a collision of molecules? Because someone like designed it and exactly. then built it that way. And look at you. You're more intricate than the colosophere or whatever that thing is called. The kaleidoscope the dealy What? Campanile. The campanile. You're more intricately designed than the campanile. Right, but that's through hundreds and hundreds of years of evolution. Again, I'm trying to reason with you on a really simplistic level. Entrenched just immediately when I asked you where did that thing come from, you went there was an architect, there's a designer. Right. Immediate, because it's obvious when you see something intricately designed, you know that there's an intricate designer. It's just common sense. Right, but there's a realm to which what humans can design and what they can't, and like I, I honestly don't think that like we were created like by a single entity. No. I'm going to try something else. You're a smart person, right? Sure. Well, you must be. You're going to school here, right? Yeah. I'm going to go right around that intellect of yours, and I'm going to go to a different part of your brain right now. Okay. All right? Would you consider yourself to be a good person, Sarah? No. Really? No. How come? Because, well, it depends on how you define good. You know, good person. Like? I don't know. Just, are you, are you wicked and evil? Sometimes. Really? What do you do? Uh... I don't know, I guess I'm kind of manip manipulative okay. sometimes, and um, I seem seem to attract confrontation, and when I was in high school, I fought a lot. Did you? So, yeah. yeah. Beat people up? Kind of. Did you? Yeah. Do you think you could take me? <laughs> no, no, right, it's, just been, it's been a while. Okay, so. so you've been angry at people? Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And that's a bad thing? Mm-hmm. So that would make you a not good person, wouldn't it? Sure. Have you ever told lies? Mm-hmm. So what would that make you? A liar. Mm -hmm. You ever stolen anything? Mm -hmm. How many things have you stolen? I have no clue. What does that make you? You've stolen a thief. A thief. Okay. I want you to imagine this for a minute, Sarah. Mm -hmm. The God who made you and gave you life and knit you together in your mother's womb, when you die, will judge you. Every thought, every word, every deed. See, I don't even believe that. I know you don't, but I'm asking you uh -huh. to think about what would happen if you open up the books on Sarah's life. And he saw everything that you've done in private. He's seen everything that you failed to do. You haven't thanked him for air, for mm -hmm. food, for smells, for clothing. Twelve years ago. Okay. And so now you stand before him. Sarah, would you be innocent or guilty before God? Oh, definitely guilty. Everyone would be. I agree. So what would God do with you, Sarah? Heaven or hell? Hell, definitely. Hell. Especially because I choose to refuse him. And yeah. If he does with me. Right. If he doesn't. Right, that'd be the first commandment. Right. And second commandment. But, like, I figure hell, if there is an afterlife, I figure hell wouldn't be that bad of a place, because we're all going. That's a terrible place. It's a horrible place. Jesus warned about it. So there'd be weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a terrible but place everybody's to be. going. Well, could I modify that statement? Everybody should go. I want you to ponder something. You went to church as a kid, right? A Methodist church? Yeah. Right? Okay, don't answer this question right now. Think about it in your brain. What did Jesus come to this earth to do? Don't answer that. All right? What did Jesus do when he came to this earth? What was the purpose? What was the goal? What was the reason? All right? I'm going to give you a minute or two to think about it because i got to do a commercial, okay? Mm -hmm. Sit tight. This is Wretched Radio. 
Here's a preborn story that starts out a little on the bitter side, but ends up being very sweet. Neighborhood pastor's daughter ends up pregnant, and she was very abortion-minded, not wanting to face the consequences of her indiscretion. And she met her baby on the ultrasound. She just wept uncontrollably. Couldn't do it. That baby's alive today because an ultrasound was underwritten for a girl. And otherwise, even though she was a Christian, saw abortion as the easy answer. That is the power of an ultrasound. When a woman in crisis sees her baby, 80% of the time she chooses life for just $28, you could provide one of those ultrasounds. But I would ask you, how many ultrasounds might you be able to provide? The more ultrasounds, the more saved babies. Please consider what you can do at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. The month of October is finally here, which means football season is in full swing. Basketball season's not far behind. The leaves are falling, and it's time for the annual Wretched Fall Booklet Sale. Now through the 25th, all of our gospel booklets are on sale, and I mean really on sale. Packs of 25 and 50 are 40% off, and packs of 100 are 35% off. For Don't Stub Your Toe, Are You a Rotten Fish, The Man Who Split Time, and 13 Reasons Not to Commit Suicide. There's no charge, as always, for solving the God puzzle. It's the perfect opportunity for you to grab booklets to hand out on Halloween. And no, I'm not encouraging you to celebrate the Devil's Day, but let's face it, kids are still coming to your door whether you like it or not, so why not hand them the gospel and shine some light on this dark and demonic day? And while everybody else is handing out cavities and sugar crashes, you can give the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The annual Wretched Fall Booklet Sale, happening now at Wretched.org. So there you are on your Googler machine trying to find a restaurant. What do you look for? Ratings and reviews. If it gets lots of stars, positive reviews, chances are pretty good you're going to go there. Question, would you be inclined to go to a restaurant that had a 98% approval rating and rave reviews? I suspect you would. MediShare, Affordable Biblical Health Sharing, has a 98% approval rating. 400,000 members strong, sharing one another's health care bills, saving billions of dollars over the years, saving families on average $500 a month. And 98% of the members of MediShare give it a hearty thumbs up. I encourage you to call them and see if MediShare is right for you and your family. 1-844-34-BIBLE. 1-844-34-BIBLE for MediShare. Titles of Christ In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teaches us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called the Wisdom of God. The Wisdom of Man says we can earn God's favor through good works, but the Wisdom of God is made known in Jesus Christ. God in human flesh, put to death on the cross to grant us forgiveness we cannot earn. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Does Sarah know the answer to the bajillion dollar question? This is Wretched Radio. We're at Georgia Tech. You can hear the fountain perhaps in the background. And I'm sitting here next to Sarah, who went to church how many times as a, as a kid going to the Methodist church? Ooh, uh, every Sunday for four years. All right, so you went a lot. Yeah. And before we took a break... I asked you, what did Jesus come to this earth to do? Because you concluded everybody should go to hell. 
Now, what did Jesus come to this earth to do? Well, if you look at Christianity, uh, Christian literature, it says that he came to save save the people. But historically, no such figure exists. Oh, Sarah, that's bonkers. That's absolutely bonkers. It's, it is so universally, overwhelmingly admitted that Jesus was an actual historical figure. Now, that doesn't mean that he is who he claimed to be. But to deny that he didn't exist is is way, way, way wait, wait, fringy. Wait. So, so, so you said he wasn't who he claimed to be? No, what I said is Jesus was definitely a historical figure. Right, That's but he the might not have been who he claimed to be, well, meaning Jesus was a liar. Well, is that what you think? That's what you just said. No, let me clarify it then, <laughs> okay? I thought you said that we don't even know that Jesus existed. Is that what you said? I said that... Like, mm. Do you believe that Jesus was actually an historical figure, first century, who think, walked this earth in Israel? I think there was some person who, like, claimed to be the Son of God. All right, fair enough. And, like, you know, okay, so through a what? series of coincidences and stuff, like, people believed him. No. Or maybe they believed him because they saw proof. They saw him do miracles, and they saw him rise from the dead. Right, but what what kind of miracles are those, really? Like, there's no scientific support, like, dating way back when, so... Right, like, but for it to be a really... miracle, it goes outside of science. Right, but there's no, like, there's no proof saying that I wasn't outside of science. Here's the big one, Sarah. Okay, the feeding of 5,000 people, raising people from the dead, healing blind men. Now, we could look at those and say, well, maybe they were parlor tricks, but... Here's the one that we simply can't get past. Jesus Christ was crucified on a cross, brutally beaten, spit upon, hung on a cross and died. There's no question about it. They poked a spear through his there side to make sure that he was dead. There could have been multiple reasons behind that. And there could have been like, okay, he could have had a double or okay, there Sarah, could have been other no people. Proof. There's no who, proof for that. There's right, just no but proof there's no proof that he actually rose oh, from the there dead is. as there well. there were eyewitnesses. Right, but how, how far can you trust eyewitnesses with the mob here's, mentality? Here's why you can trust it. This is very important because, again, all those other miracles we can debate, and I understand skepticism. But the people who saw Jesus and heard him say, I'm going to rise from the dead, saw it happen, and then were willing to die for it. That's the difference. You see, I could just be delusional, and I could die for Jesus because I believed a lie. But they didn't believe a lie. They believed what they saw. Huge difference. And this is kind of our foundational bedrock miracle that we believe in. Like, that, that all just seems like cult mentality to me. Well, it, it could be, but it doesn't have to be. People saw him, and then they were martyred themselves. They, people would simply say, recant Jesus, take back what you believe, and you won't have to die. And they said, I can't because I've seen it with my own two eyes. And besides that, he was the fulfillment of hundreds of prophecies. There was a history behind him, a religion behind him. There was a, there was a looking forward to him. All of that adds up to Jesus was a real man, and he did one thing on this earth that has to do with everybody going to hell. Why did Jesus die on a cross? Uh, do you want, you want the textbook answer? Yeah. Uh, to pay for our sins? There you go. Right. Mm -hmm. Fully God, fully man. Uh. To take the punishment that you deserve for lying and stealing and lusting and cheating and beating up people in high school. Mm -hmm. He took the punishment that you deserve. Not That's yet, he didn't. 
Oh, yes, he did 2,000 years ago when he died on the cross for you so that your sins could be forgiven. I didn't even exist back then. Doesn't matter. He knew you would. He knew you would. No, he didn't. Sure did, because he's omniscient. He knows everything, Sarah. God knew you before you were even born. Then how? God died for you before you even existed. Okay. You do. That's what the Bible teaches, and it's good news. And that's what you believe, and you can believe that if it, if it know. you know, helps you sleep better at night. No, I believe it because it's true, and it helps me sleep better. I really don't think it is. Like, I just see no scientific evidence to support that. Okay, do you need scientific evidence for everything? I find it helpful, yeah. Because yeah. I really, I really think logic is is more reliable than faith. But Sarah, I'm I'm almost certain. That if I presented to you scientific proof that God made the world, and there's plenty of it, you'd reject it. Because it really doesn't have to do with our intellect. It tends to have to do more with our will. Well, see, the thing is, that kind of proof doesn't exist. Oh, it does. What really kind does. of scientific evidence that, that some all-powerful all being... First like, and second law of thermodynamics, for starters. Thermodynamics? Yeah, how did something come from nothing? Let's start with origins. Where did all this stuff... Where did the laws come from? Well, it was a giant nebula, and there was a huge well, explosion. Where did that giant nebula come from? And where did the power come from? Uh, it was all there initially. Where'd it come from? Um, I'm actually not sure, but I right. honestly don't think someone put it there. And it came like, from what, nowhere? What kind of, what kind of God, like, puts us here and then watches us struggle in misery? Isn't that kind of sadistic? That is a good question. Here's why you exist. The Bible makes it clear, to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Right, so he's, he's really vain, too. He needs people to worship Him. Well, he doesn't need it. But it's the right thing. Okay, here, let me give you an example. All right, I'll try to reason with you. If I offered you something to drink, and I went into the cafeteria, what do you like from the cafeteria? Uh, water. And I could get you pure water. Mm-hmm. Right? Or I could dip a cup into this fountain here with this water. Mm-hmm. Or I could go into the sewer and get a cup with some water. Right. Now, if I love you and I'm good, which one should I offer to you? The pure, the pure water, water sure. to offer you anything less than the best would demonstrate I don't love you as much, correct? Right. Okay. The best thing that God can give to us is himself. The best thing that can be praised is God himself. To worship anything less, to follow anything less, demonstrates that he doesn't love us as much, and he doesn't love himself as much, because the best thing there is is God himself. <laughs> I don't expect to be loved at all. And I, but you I, are. No, see, God would cast me into the pits of hell. But that's love too, because it's a uh-huh. love of justice. Because to not <laughs> so he loves would be justice wrong. more than me. No, he, well, he can't turn his back on justice. Exactly. Right, and to demonstrate love to everybody else, he must pour out his wrath on people who have broken his laws. That's what justice is. It's good and right and even loving for him to send people to hell. But the Bible <laughs> makes it clear. So, that God desires to save you. So if if people are dying and starving and, and suffering every day, it's just God's way of showing them that they, He loves them. You know, we can tackle just... that second, but let me ask you a question, Sarah. Are you starving? No. Lacking for air? No. Education? No. Life? You're no. healthy? No. God has given you all those things. Uh, no. My parents worked hard for those things. Right. Right. So God used your parents to lavish See, nice the thing, things upon you. The thing you. that, like, but like, Sarah, you said you haven't been loved. Are you kidding too. me? Let me ask you this question. 
right? Let's let's strip some of this stuff away for a minute. I just want you to imagine for a moment that it's true. Just go with me for a second. Okay. Right? Jesus Christ is God himself. He actually took the time, an infinite being, to stuff himself into human form so that he could be a perfect God sacrifice and a perfect man sacrifice representing you. Okay? Just go with me. Mm-hmm. He was brutally beaten, hit in the face until you couldn't even tell he was a human being was whipped on his back, bled all over the place, and was hung on a cross to take the punishment for your sins, knowing that you would exist 2,000 years later. He did that for you. Let's say that's true. Okay. Can you imagine anything more loving than that? More loving? The just dying for the unjust. The sinless dying for the sinner. You've hated God all of your life, and he died for you anyway. Can you imagine anything more kind than that? First of all, I don't hate God. I I don't don't think God exists. And you can't hate something that doesn't exist, right? But he does exist, and your defiance of him, and what is obvious all around you demonstrates you do. If what he did happen for you, Mm -hmm. can you think of an act by any human being that was ever greater or kinder than that? Yeah, I probably could, but it's, it's like really personal and I'd rather not share it. I understand. But I'd like you to ponder that, though, that Jesus died for you. Right, but That's love, Sarah. Dying for someone doesn't necessarily mean that they love you. But I he mean, said he did. If someone dies, they're basically abandoning you. So. But he didn't stay dead. For three days, he was dead and <laughs> rose from the grave. He's a living God. Yeah, that's what people seem to believe. Yeah, because it's true. And people died for it because they saw it. And if it's true, Sarah, you have been shown more love and kindness from a God that you've rejected than any human being has ever lavished upon you. I don't, I don't think so. I know you don't. But I'm simply trying to share with you that God is love, and he died for you a sinner. And in order for you to be in a right relationship with that God... I don't want to be. No, that's too bad. If he exists, then, you know, he can have fun, you know, manipulating his followers to worship him. I don't don't need to be a part of that. Hey, just sit tight for a second, all right? Mm -hmm. All right? We're going to chat. It's Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. According to a report, Dr. Richard Scott, a general practitioner in England, has been vindicated following a four-year campaign which threatened his livelihood, according to Christian Concern, whose legal arm supported his case. The doctor was at risk for losing his medical license for offering to pray with and provide spiritual care to his patients. He's now reached a settlement with NHS England after agreeing to attend one course on professional boundaries with no admittance of wrongdoing. What's the problem with offering to pray with your medical patients as a doctor? Sure, maybe the patient isn't a believer, but do they not also have the right to refuse? It doesn't say that the doctor forced prayer upon the patient. The complaint that I'm reading says he just offered prayer and spiritual support. How is that a violation of any professional boundaries? But I guess it is in a world that constantly tries to remove any mention of Jesus from anything. Dr. Joseph Ladapo, I hope I said that right, he's the Surgeon General of the state of Florida, issued a warning on behalf of the Florida Department of Health that their data and experts indicate an elevated risk of cardiac issues in young men who take the COVID-19 vaccine. And Twitter responded by removing the Surgeon General's tweets. 
they actually silenced the top health official in a major state because his scientific views run opposed to their cultural propaganda. So Twitter's willing to allow all type of pornography, death threats, terroristic activity by major terrorists around the country, but when it comes to a doctor, a surgeon general of a major state offering not just a medical opinion, but a medical statement backed by scientific facts, oh well then that's too much because it goes against the propaganda we're trying to push into the minds of those we want to brainwash. You know, it's funny how the left pushes freedom of everything, right? People should have the freedom to have access to healthcare. People should have the freedom to not have to pay the student loans they agreed to. People should have the freedom to make their own choices on murdering babies. People should have the freedom to come into the country illegally and not follow the laws that were established a very long time ago on the process of entering this country. There are a lot of freedoms the left believes citizens of the United States should enjoy, but that doesn't include the freedom to have free access to information that they disagree with. No, 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 no. That has to be shut down. That's called communism, my friends, and it is ramping up. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Attributes of God Do you think God explodes with anger when you sin? Remember the word impassibility. It means that God is without passion. His affections, such as wrath, anger, and love, are always foreknown, voluntary, and controlled. And they are always consistent with God's unchanging nature. And His wrath has been settled on the cross. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Oh, if you could only see what I've seen. This is Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday. I'm at Georgia Tech. The Bible says... The fool says in his heart, there is no God. And I've just spent the last half hour or so with an individual who says there is no God, despite the fact that God could not possibly have made it more obvious that he exists, more simple that he exists by giving us a completely formed universe. There is nothing more that he could have provided for us. And Sarah, like millions, oh, maybe billions of people, suppressed that obvious truth in unrighteousness. And maybe if you were listening to that witness encounter with Sarah, where you were wondering, huh, Friel, she seemed to be kind of stony-hearted. Yep, she sure did. Not sure, but there was a little water in her eyes. And I also got the sense that maybe, just maybe, things have happened to Sarah in the past. And maybe, just maybe, she doesn't know what genuine, true love and kindness is. That's why I tried to stress that with her. And she walked away just a minute or two ago, and she literally put her head back and laughed. Maybe she put her iPod in and she heard something funny. Maybe she just thought the whole thing was funny. Maybe the Holy Spirit is actually convicting her. I don't know. But we'll be praying for her. It's Witness Wednesday here at Georgia Tech, and there is a young man with a backpack walking at a slow pace, and I like that. Excuse me. Hey. Young man, while you're walking, could okay. I talk to you on the radio for a minute? Yeah, we're walking. That's fine. Yeah, and you're walking nice and slow. I appreciate that. Cool. Cool. What are you studying here at Georgia Tech? Computer science. Computer science. Let me ask you a question. To get those programs that make the computers do what they're supposed to do, who who does that? Uh, little elves in the machines. Little elves in the machines. Fascinating. They're small elves, then, yeah. aren't they? Uh-huh. 
what's the, who their computer is that what you're going to be as a computer you, yeah, you're going to computer programmer so, so you're going to do that stuff yes. that's what you're going to do yes hopefully right. someday all right i'm going to i'm going to try to try to share something that maybe is going to sound ridiculous all okay. right if i said to you there's no such thing as a computer programmer those programs just kind of happened all by themselves what would you think about my mental capacities um i don't know i just think you're like everyone else i don't get it too sometimes so but I'm, I'm, I can articulate stuff. I'm walking left foot, right foot. If I denied that there were computer programmers and all the programs that exist out there happen by chance, would you think I was kind of nuts? Um, no. I mean, you wouldn't. No. What would you, what would you think I am? Just a person. <laughs> Just a person. So you. <laughs> Okay, how's about this? There's an Isuzu car right there. It wasn't made in a factory. It happened all by itself. Now would you think I'm nuts? Please tell me you would. Please. Okay. I mean, I don't know. You don't need to know the details of certain things. Like, some things just happen. Right, but something that designed, or like a computer program, that doesn't just happen. Somebody designs it. Now, I haven't been to the Isuzu factory, but I know there's an Isuzu factory because there's an Isuzu. Right. So you would think that I was kind of off my mark or off of my rocker if I didn't think that there was somebody who designed and made that thing, right? Well, that's true, I guess. All right. Okay. All right. Now I want to ask you a personal question, all right, okay. young man? Where do you think all the stuff came from? The universe? The world? I don't know. I think that's just too hard to answer right now. Okay. Do you think this is fair logic? Tell me what you think about my logic, okay? I think that Isuzu came from an Isuzu factory, despite the fact I've never been there, and I haven't even seen it on the Internet. But the proof is the Isuzu itself. Right. Same thing with a computer program. It's so intricately designed, somebody had to put that thing together. I look at my hand, and I see it with eyes that are amazingly designed. I, therefore, conclude, even though I haven't seen him, there is a being that has made us. Would that be logical? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not very religious, but I mean... Not asking you to be religious, just logical. Um, I don't think so. I mean, you have to have a point of reference other than just the product. What do you need? Uh, a picture. A picture of the frack factory. I do not. Nobody in their right mind would think that that came out of thin air. That's true, but I mean, like, if you have a picture of something... But I do have the picture. I've got it right there. That's my picture. Not of, like, the final product or the end game of, you know, the beginning. Okay. I want to see the beginning of something. All right, I'm not not great in the art world, but Van Gogh is dead, right? Uh, So people say. Yeah, so people say. So Van Gogh is dead, but I know that Van Gogh lived because I've got his paintings. That's true. And nobody would ever say those paintings... They came from nowhere. I don't. Yeah. I, I just don't think like yeah. that. So wouldn't it be logical for me to conclude I've got all of this evidence here of all this design stuff? Somebody designed it, and I don't even need to see the designer. That's true, but I think in a system like the universe, there are certain rules, and things are governed by probabilities okay. and things like that. So chance, chance maybe got us here. Yes. All right. Now, you said a second ago you're not a religious guy. Did you used to be a religious guy? Well, yes. What were you? Catholic. Uh-huh, but you're not anymore. Well, I wouldn't say that I'm not Catholic. Any- I'm just 
away from the church, I guess you could say. How come? Um, mostly time. That's about it. Okay. Do you believe that it's true? Uh, the church? Yeah. Well... How's about the Bible? Do you believe the Bible's true? Uh, I think they're parables. And I agree with the message. But, uh, I don't believe that, um... There, it's a moral book. It's a guideline for life. So uh -oh. I don't disagree with that. That's. Do you think Jesus actually existed? I think there was probably some figure, an historical figure named Jesus. Okay. At some point in time. But so, I find it interesting that like there weren't any written uh, publications about Jesus until hundreds of years after his death. Thirty, actually, but okay. About fifty-six hundred copies or fragments within a century of the actual events. That is better than Julius Caesar, Virgil's Aeneid, Cicero, you name it. The most authentic, most reliable book in antiquity that we possess is the New Testament. So do you think those people who wrote that stuff were lying to deceive people? No. I mean, I have my theories. Uh... Personally, I think they were under the influence of psychedelic drugs or something. Really? Yes. How do you know this? Well, I'm not sure. So do you have some sort of empirical evidence that proves that they were dropping mushrooms? I think, you know, that's uh, one possible explanation. Like, if you look at, like, the tribes across, you know, the Africans had their psychedelic drugs, the Native Americans had their psychedelic drugs. Therefore, the people in the Bible had psychedelic drugs and wrote these things. Oh, I'm just saying, I think it... You can't rule that out. All right, I want to ask you a more difficult set of questions. Are you ready for this? Would you consider yourself to be a good person? Uh, I think so. How many lies do you think you've told in your life? I lie every day. So, I... so a lot of them? Yes. All right, what do you call a person who tells a lie every day? A liar. Mm -hmm. Have you ever stolen anything? No. You're sure? Positive that. Mm -hmm. How many times have you looked at a woman and had X-rated thoughts about her? Mm. I don't know. Several times a day, I think I'm a pretty average guy. All right. Fair enough. And how many times do you think you've taken God's name in vain? You've used God's name in kind of a low kind of way. Instead of expressing anger or disgust, you used his name. Mm, I'd say I'd use the lowercase g several times a day. Okay. So. All right. But that's his name, right? Right. So that's called blasphemy. Okay. All right. So here's, here's the situation. You die. I know you're young, but you die. And you're sweating more than me. Are you okay? Yeah, I sweat a lot, so... All right, fair enough. So you die. You stand before God. The books get opened up. All right, he knows every single thought that's run through your brain, every deed done in darkness, all the things that you failed to do. Would he find you innocent or guilty? Mm, I think he'd say you did your best. Okay. So. But that's not what a judge says. That's true. Criminal, you tried hard, but he'd still find you... Guilty. Well, my understanding is that he's forgiving and understanding. So. We haven't gotten that far yet. Would he be innocent or guilty? Uh, well, it depends on what I'm on trial for, I guess. If you take my life as a whole, I'd say I'm guilty for certain things, and, but innocent in others. Okay, so. fair enough. But that's like any criminal. That's true. Right? But right. I mean, like... A guy isn't constantly raping and murdering. That's true. You only have to do the act once. It can only take a split second. You're guilty. You're a criminal. So if you're judged that way, lying, maybe you've been angry with somebody unjustly. The Bible says that's murder of the heart. You've been an adulterer at heart, a blasphemer. You'd be guilty, 
what should God do with you? Well, I'd probably say hell, I guess. Yeah. But doesn't sound like a probably to me. It sounds like a definitely. Uh, perhaps. Yeah, because you've broken the laws, and if he's just, he must punish you, correct? Oh, that's true. Yeah. All right. Dude, tell me something from the Bible that gets you off the hook. Uh, Christ died for my sins. Righto. So, there we go. Yeah. Because if it's true and you're going to get judged, this is extremely important. That either happened or it didn't. The Bible is either right or it's wrong. I mean, I'm going to say it didn't happen, but... Are you sure? Well, no, but... Uh, Dude, wait, hold, it, hold that thought just for a second, all right? Hold that okay. thought. We're all going to hold that thought together. This is Wretched Radio. 200. That's right. 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel. They're getting saved. Their parents are getting saved. The church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches that became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Joining us on Wretched Radio today, have you had the opportunity to check out season one of Transformed? It's like nothing else you'll find on Christian TV. You get the opportunity to be a fly on the wall as you witness real biblical counseling sessions that tackle issues like anxiety and depression and OCD and substance abuse. You'll see how biblical counseling gets to the heart of issues. Transformed is changing lives. And don't just take my word for it. Thank you guys so much for Transformed. Transformed has literally changed my life. Dr. Greg Gifford and Dale Johnson do a masterful job with Transformed. Season 1 is available now at Transformed.org. Season 2 is currently in development as well as Transformed Couples. And all of this is only made possible by our gospel partners. If you're not currently a gospel partner, check out Wretched.org slash donate to get answers to any question you may possibly ever have about becoming a gospel partner. That's Wretched.org slash donate. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. Hmm, something is happening in the Philippines. Wait, I know what it is. Jesus is building his church. Please meet Pastor Kitu Espiritu from the Master's Academy International in the Philippines. Your support allows us to fill pulpits and transform lives. Pastors are being equipped to rightly divide the truth. People in the Philippines are hearing the truth rightly preached and coming to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Jesus is on the march in the Philippines. Souls are being saved, churches are being built, and yet there are too many empty pulpits. And that is where you come in. Would you please consider filling an empty pulpit in the Philippines so that people can hear the word rightly divided? The Masters Academy International training pastors to do just that in the Philippines and 17 other nations. To learn more, please visit wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Important dates in Christian history 
405 AD. After 23 years of work, translating from Hebrew and Greek manuscripts, Jerome completes the Latin Vulgate version of the Bible that becomes the standard for the next 1,000 years. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. So, dude, you grew up Catholic, yes. and we're talking about the fact that you're maybe an existentialist. What do you mean by that? Um, I like to think that I make the world for what it is. So how I see the world as an individual is more important to me as a person than how other people tell me I should interpret the world. So, so you make up the rules? Well... That's true, I guess. I don't really make up the rules. I mean, the government makes up the rules. But, I mean, as a person, how I interpret things, it's my choice. So Okay, so now let's just, because I'm a Christian. Okay. So let's just say that the God of the Bible is the true God, right? And here he's sitting on his throne right here on the lawn. And here you are. It sounds to me like in your existentialist world, you would be the God of your universe, correct? That's true. All right, so now we've got a dilemma. Either your God... Or he's God. That's a pretty big question, isn't it? Yep. So do you know for sure that the Bible right. is not exactly what it claims to be? Well, I mean, I don't know for sure. But then again, you don't know for sure that the Quran is not what it claims to be. Or, you know, yeah. Brahma or Well, here's, 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 here's why I think those books are wrong. Right. When I was getting into the courtroom of your brain, asking you personal questions about how you've lived, how you've been thinking, all the private things that you've done that have been wrong that nobody else knows about but you and God, was trying to get into that area of your brain where you should be going, I have got a big problem. I'm going to walk away from the skinny guy on the radio, and I've got this nagging feeling that I am going to experience some consequences for the things that I've done wrong. Mm. It's your conscience. And the only way for your conscience to be cleansed is not through Islam, Buddhism, or Hinduism. The only conscience cleanser is Jesus Christ dying for you, a sinner, taking the punishment you deserve so that your sins can be forgiven. That's the only conscience cleanser there is. And so I find that the Bible is a book that I think is historically accurate. It makes all the sense in the world. It deals with my conscience and guilt issue. And it just makes a tremendous amount of sense. I disagree with that statement because there are hundreds of denominations of Christianity here in the United States, and I'm willing to bet you could not get all of them together in a large football stadium and say... Wouldn't disagree. Let's let's get together. What does Christianity really mean to us as Christians? Let me try to summarize this and see if I can... Let's say you've got a hundred friends, yeah. right? And I found a hundred friends. Most likely, if I said, tell me about this guy on the campus, yeah, I'm probably going to get... At least 50 different stories. That's true. Therefore, you don't exist. Well, no. But uh, therefore, we don't really know. Well, or therefore, we're confused on some stuff. And that's true. There's a lot of confusion in Christianity. But God isn't the author of that confusion. We are. And there's some basic things that we can grasp and agree on. And really, the big issue is Jesus. We can disagree on what's called eschatology, end-time stuff. You think... Catholics baptize babies, evangelicals don't. Some of those things, okay, there's a little disagreement on some issues. But the big thing is Jesus. And either he's God and died for you, a sinner, or he didn't. The rest of the stuff we can figure out, but that's kind of the biggie. That God is who he claims to be, that you are who he claims you are, and that you have a Savior in Jesus, and that you need to repent and put your trust in him. See, I'm guessing you've never done that, have you? No. That's kind of an important thing. 
because the Bible makes it clear if you don't do that, then you don't have your sins forgiven. You're not in a right relationship with God and you're going to hell because you're a lawbreaker. How old are you? I'm 20. All right, so you're a man. So it's time to really figure out what's true and what's not. And honestly, you shouldn't believe me. I'm a complete stranger. You don't know me. Yep. But you should check it out in the Bible. That's what you should check out. Don't rely on your past experiences. Don't look at the followers, because that would be about as fair as me judging you based on some people that know you. That's not fair. I judge you based on you, and you should judge God based on what his book says about him. Do you have a Bible? Uh, somewhere. Yeah, you should read it, because that book claims to have the words of life where you can live for forever because of what Jesus did for you. And that's big stuff. And if nothing else, you should conclude it's true or false. Because as you stand here today, well, maybe you've already made that conclusion. Do you think it's just plain false? Mm, I mean, as of right now, that's where I'm leaning towards. But I'm, you know, I'm an open individual. And someday, maybe, perhaps, I'll witness a miracle. Hmm. So. Well, you have. Well, I, you're going to say life or the universe or something like that. Yes. So. Yes, I am. Um, yeah. But you need more than that? Uh, yes. What do you need? Well, I mean... Do you know how big the universe is? Yeah, I do. How many stars are there? Too many to count. Yeah. God made them all. Just to scream to you that he exists. I mean, um, he made a whole universe for you to get your attention. That's a lot. I think there's more than that that he could do to kind of shake you by the scruff. Say, dude, I exist. Well, I mean, I think the universe can be explained scientifically, things like that, so... Well, it may or may not be able to do that. May or may not. It's dubious at best. Evolution is historical science, and it's not reproducible, and it's not verifiable. I think the overwhelming evidence is it's also organized. There had to be an organizer. That's all there is to it. So you're more of a proponent of intelligent design or clockwork theory? Only if you say that the intelligent designer is God. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it's intelligently designed. All these buildings on this campus, this field doesn't come as close to being as intricate as your eye. And you wouldn't think that this field evolved any more than that Isuzu or a com You've got to design the computer program, right? That's what you're going to do when, when you get out of here. Somebody, that's, that's why you're going to get a paycheck. Otherwise, they'd say, well, we'll just let it happen all by itself. No, we need a computer program like that guy to design it. Otherwise, it's not going to run. And the same thing is true with everything else. And that's God's evidence for you to prove what you already know inside of you, and that is that there is a God. But most people, at least according to the Bible, they suppress that truth and unrighteousness. Yeah. Because if I admit there's a God, then I have to admit I've got to do what I'm told, and I don't want to do what I'm told. And that's probably the rub for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I mean... Let me, let me make a guess. I'm going to ask you about you, so think carefully. Okay. This is specifically about you. Okay. There's one of three reasons that you're suppressing what I'm sharing with you today in half, all right? Okay. And you don't have to answer out loud, all okay. right? Number one is there is a great deal of pride in your heart. You want to be in control of everything, not submitting to anyone, especially God. That's a possibility. Number two, and that is there's a sin in your life. There's something that you really dig doing. For guys, typically it's sexual, but there's probably some sort of sin in your life that you just aren't willing to give up no matter what. 
The third reason that most people suppress this truth is because they've either done something in their past or something has been done to them that is so dirty they just can't, they feel icky and they can't imagine even lifting their eyes up to the heavens because there's no way that God could possibly love them and forgive them for that thing. It's usually one of the three reasons right there. Uh, I don't know. I don't have any, that's not why I'm, you know, not faithful. I'm just not faithful just because I'm not convinced and that's it. So, well, I'm just going to tweak it, not trying to get up your nose, but it's only because you don't want to be convinced. Well, that's not true. I mean, the whole just universe saying the, the universe came from God, well, okay, where's the proof that it came from God other than the fact that it exists? Because it's here. Yeah, that, that's the biggie. It's right. here. That is the big thing. That's just like an argument that catches everything. Like, you can say things are here because of God, and that's that. So, I mean, if you assume, if you're under the assumption that God exists outside of time and science, then... That's a valid argument. And he does. But we can't prove that he exists outside of time and science, and we can't prove that he actually exists other than the, thing, the fact that things exist. So it's kind of like a roundabout logic to me. Yeah. This exists, so God must exist. That's mm -hmm. where I'm coming from. Yeah. So. But that, that's not circular logic. That's ABC. If there's stuff, and stuff requires a stuff maker... There's a stuff maker because we have stuff. That's not circular at all. Dude, all I can do is ask you to think about it. Okay, all right? well, I'm not here to beat you up. Yep. It was an interesting talk. Oh, I'm glad so. we did. All right, thanks very much. Yep. Appreciate it. All right, see you, dude. Yep. Appreciate it. It's funny what I'm thinking again, which I've thought many, many times before, and maybe you have too. How much more basic could God make it? Now, some people on this campus of Georgia Tech would say, well, he needs to do a scientific experiment. I guarantee you that if he did something like that, they would shoot holes in it and they'd find some reason. Just like they did with Jesus and the miracles. Do you remember how he talked about this generation that wanted a sign? What was he doing anyway? He was doing oodles of signs. That's a theological term. You can, you can check that one out in your Strong's Concordance. Oodles of signs. He did miracles constantly. Wiped out disease. Healed blind men. Gave, gave hearing to those who were deaf. He fed 5,000. Rose a man from the dead. I... And they, what did they say? Oh, we'd like to have a miracle, please. Because we don't accept those as sufficient proof. And so God has gone way beyond that. And even in this day and age when we've got more scientific abilities to explore the universe, all we've done with our high-powered telescopes is discovered there's just so much out there. There's billions of galaxies with billions of stars. Yikes! And he did all of that so that... We could know that he exists. Psalm 19. And so when somebody tries to say that they need more, that is why the Bible makes it clear. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. My atheist friend, God couldn't have made it simpler for you. You're without excuse. Until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>